It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to another episode of Rico Bronia. No, this is not Evan Roberts. It is Pete Hoffman filling in. As Evan is too busy scoring the Yankees-Reds game, I believe, with a nice pen given to him by Chris McMonagle and Tommy Lugauer. From what I understand, I'm not really sure. I'm just making that one up. Um, We are recapping the Atlanta Braves series versus the New York Mets, where they, you know, we walked away on Monday. We did a, a recap, emergency recap, instant reaction as Mets take game one of the series. And at the end of the podcast, we're like, you know what? If the Mets gets lose the next two games, so be it. But we still have the lead for the division going, finishing up the series. And that's good. That's what we're looking for. Well, we got better. You know, we don't want to stay, you know, we don't want to be happy with the worst things in the world. We want to keep on growing and building. And well, game three of this series... The Mets were on fire. The bats woke up. They were hitting the quote-unquote snot out of the ball. As I saw Anthony DeComo tweet when Eduardo Escobar crushed his solo home run. But the Mets the Mets bats woke up. At least first for one day, they woke up. And it was nice to see. Uh, Lindor with a home run. McCona um, with a home run as well. So coming from everybody, everyone getting a piece of it. And Chris Bassett shuts down the Braves. So the Mets take the series two out of three and now have, again, a two-and-a-half game lead going into their next series with the Chicago Cubs and then a nice little all-star break for some of us. Not everybody. A few Mets are in the game, home run derby, etc. But uh, we'll break down just some of what happened today. We broke down what happened Monday and like the disappointment on Tuesday. And we'll dive into a you know few few things here and there. But first of all, I really just want to say that Chris Bassett has been everything and more for me as a Met fan. He really has done a great job. Outside of the three West Coast teams that he's having a trouble with, which are the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants. And I joked about this on, on podcast prior. The biggest issue with Chris Bassett is the West Coast teams. Diamondbacks not included. For some reason he could he has no problem with them. But the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres, I was joking, but there's something to it. Cuz right now he lowered his ERA to 
I did the math because when I'm doing these podcasts with Evan, I feel like I have to fill in and be somewhat of uh, in geek mode. So I did the the math on what his ERA would be if you take out the four bad starts with two by the Giants, one by the Dodgers, and one with the Padres. His ERA, right now is 3.79. His ERA, those four starts taken out, 2.19. He's been freaking dominant. I know it's unfair because, you know, if he, being blown out, definitely ups his ERA. But even if he had solid starts, it'd be a little bit higher. But he really has excelled. And that's why I said this a long time ago. I trust Chris Bassett. I trust... Max Scherzer, if Jacob DeGrom wasn't around and he doesn't come back at all this season, which we're, we'll get to, hopefully he does. You know, he's at a rehab start tomorrow uh, in, in, um, in Syracuse. But it, if it was a one-two punch of Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett, I mean, that's pretty good. He's been pretty, I don't want to say elite because he's not, he still doesn't have his best. He may strike out to some of these other guys. He walks a few here and there. But Bassett's basically done everything you wanted more. Take away those four bad starts. And listen, even even in those starts was a bad start against St. Louis that he had. But overall, he's been fantastic if it's not those three teams that I keep on mentioning though, from the West Coast. So you have to tip your cap to Chris Bassett. You know, going up against an Atlanta Brave team, which, you know, the day before always finds a way to hit a nice home run, clutch home run. Even versus Scherzer, you know, Riley gets a home run. It just always feels like, ugh, it can never be easy versus the Braves. They always have to find a way to really, like, you know, give us a nudge before, even if we can win a game. Uh-uh, not today. Today was a bit easier. Took a while to get to Charlie Morton, but once we did, the floodgates opened up. And Bassett shut down basically everybody. He gave that one solo shot to, I'm trying to remember who it was to, uh, it wasn't Swanson because the fantasy wise, I would have remembered that one. Uh, but besides the one solo shot, he had he had a nice day, and that's all you could ask for from Chris Bassett. We're not asking to get you know six shutout, six six innings of one run, six strikeouts, two walks, five hits. It's fantastic. And the Mets go on and win seven three, and bullpen, you know. Is the bullpen. You can only say so much. And I'm glad that Sandy Olison addressed it too. He had a podcast with John Heyman and, and Joel Sherman. And on there, he basically said the DH has been a dead spot for us and the bullpen has been atrocious. And they can't sustain that. That that's you can't go into the playoffs like looking like that. So I'm glad that he said it. Now, what is he, what's he going to do about it? And this is what we always go back to over and over and over. And this is not a uh-oh, emergency. We have an emergency here. This is a constant reminder that the Mets, whether it's change of ownership or whatever, they always wait as long as they possibly can. And this is baseball today. And this is why there was a a lockout. Because the younger ball players are sick and tired, and the current ball players are sick and tired of dealing with these arbitrations and you know, if we keep them down a little longer, 
We have more control over them. I understand financially they don't want to pay everybody just yet. And that's another thing that we'll get into because the Mets are going to have to start paying somebody, a bunch of people next year. There's going to be a lot of decisions to be made. But the, but the point is, if you're in a win-now mode and you have players that can help you win now, or if you're scuffling and you'd like to see that, see if they can help you win now, bring them up. Give them a shot. I know that I've constantly said Francisco Alvarez because, I don't know, talk about a weak catching position where he's now caught Scherzer at least once in a game. I don't know if he's going to schedule to catch DeGrom. But if he's had some experience with some of these pitchers, it's not that bad of a thing to get some major league experience and then just kind of hit the ball like we constantly say over and over and over. Everyone constantly says, just give him some at-bats. Let's see what he could do. But if it's Francisco Alvarez, if it's Vientos, whoever it is, bring them up because they're going to do better than a J.D. Davis or a Dom Smith. And I understand, you know, they've both had moments recently, Dom Smith and J.D. Davis have both had games where you go, ah, oh, maybe they, maybe this is the time. Maybe they're going to shine. Maybe they're going to come out of it, coming out of that funk. And then there's other people there having flashbacks. They see Travis Darno with the Braves going, we shouldn't let them walk. You know, this is it's the same thing. We always let them walk too soon, and they turn into studs. I, I, I'm kind of over that. I, I can, like, I can make a clean cut. Travis Darno gone. We got rid of him. We needed him out of here. We've worked on that way too long. It was never going to work with Travis Darno and the Mets. Same thing with Michael Conforto. I have no problem letting him go. He struggled enough here. Let him go struggle somewhere else. If he succeeds, good for them. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I could almost say the same thing about Zach Wheeler. It was a little bit touchier with that because it wasn't like Zach Wheeler had this record-breaking deal when he left to go to Philadelphia. It wasn't like it was some earth-shattering like $200 million contract for six years. It was kind of like a measly five for 120 almost. And it was just like the Mets couldn't match that. And again, this is before Steve Cohen. So yeah, the Mets couldn't match it because the Wilpons suck ass. But that's besides the point. We already know that. We'll talk about the new stuff. So I'm not afraid to cut ties. I know, you know, first of all, I'm lucky because unlike some of you other people that listen to to this right now, you might have kids that are like, oh, J.G. Davis is my favorite player. Brandon Nimmo is my favorite t- player. My kids hate the Mets. So I'm lucky. I I have the luxury of saying, yeah, get rid of these guys. My kid doesn't care. He, he wants Aaron Judge to come to the Mets. Or no, let me take that back. He wants to follow Aaron Judge around. If he comes to the Mets, he'll be a Mets fan. So I, I don't have to worry about that. What I do have to worry about is, though, is... The bullpen and the DH position. And you have pieces in AAA that can come up here and at least give you a taste. 
You know, the All-Star break is only a few days away. You have a series against the Cubs coming up. You have a stretch of Padres and Yankees after that. And, and it's like, before you know it, the trade deadline's going to come around, and you basically didn't test out a thing. You didn't find out anything that you had of the minors. You didn't call up one guy from the minors that were like, let's give him a week. Let's give him a few days. Let's, let's just give him a couple of moments. Give him a taste. A cup of coffee. See what it's like. There was, there's, there was zero reason not to do that because the deficiencies in this lineup at the tail end of this lineup have been overexposed for a good month now. For a good freaking month. So to sit here and, and talk about the trade deadline and say, yeah, we need to fix at the trade deadline, you could do it internally. Or at least test the waters. And that's all we keep on saying. It's, it's redundant, but it's, it's, it's the truth. It's as fully transparent as possible. And I don't understand how Sandy Alderson can go on a podcast and say that they have these issues and then not even think of like, I know they said that they're not ready to call Francisco Alvarez, but then call Fientos. Like, you have bats in AAA that can come up and potentially add more than what J.D. Davis and Don Smith are doing. Again, combined three home runs from those two, two knuckleheads. I love them to death, but don't need to see them bat up anymore. It's over. And then the bullpen, he addressed it too. It's just, it's not ideal. They need to bring in more arms. I'm happy he mentioned it and addressed it, but now let's see what he does. And, and what are the trade pieces going to be? You know, I really do, I can't expect that J.D. Davis and Dom Smith are going to be around come trade deadline. I think they're, they're going to have to go. There's no way that they're going to be on this team. And I can't imagine that, uh, you know, that we're going to have the same bullpen that we're going to have. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, as long as it's not a rental. If it's a rental, then I'm going to be very surprised. As long as it's not a rental, I would not be surprised if we hold on to most of our top prospects. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost a prospect. But if it's a rental, then we should be fine. I think that we won't be, be trade away prospects. But if there is a player that we could add additionally for even around for two, three years, like first of all, Carlos Rodon. I'm not saying the Mets are going to go after for them for him. But the one thing that we've always heard about over and over and over is how the Mets need a lefty pitcher, lefty starter pitcher. Now Peterson's been doing a fine job. He's not breaking the bank. He's not killing the uh, every game he goes into. It's not torturous. I feel like he does a better job than Steven Matz when he was around the rotation. But they always want this lefty arm. And it never tends to be what they want. And the idea of a lefty arm in the starting rotation is always better than what they actually perform with. Well, Carlos Rodon is out there right now having a hell of a season. The Giants are basically almost... They, they've, they've totally tanked. They're starting to fall apart again. This, this, this team that beat the crap out of us a couple times again with, with Chris Bassett on the mound, but have been tanking, basically. They're looking awful. They're definitely not winning the division with the, with the, the Giants and the Padres fighting for it. So if they continue to, to nosedive, Rodon, I think he's got an option next year. It's a very easy option, like $20 million. But that's someone that I could realistically think about bringing in if, if you could make a trade for him. Now, I don't know how much it's going to cost. 
I'm sure that with the option, and if you decide, I think that the Mets are going to have to figure that out beforehand too. If it's going to keep his opt, if they're both going to opt in, I think it's a mutual option if I'm correct. Club option or, or player option, one or the other. Mutual option or, or player option. But regardless, if it's a player option, they better hell know whether or not he's going to stay and opt in or not. Probably not. So then if that's the case, that I would not give a blue chip prospect. However, if he's like, you know, we could work an extension out, then hell yeah. I would totally do that because Rodon added with Bassett, which you're going to have to talk about. And again, there's, this is a conversation for a little bit later on I wanted to get to as far as additions and, and free agency and stuff like that for next year. But that's something you have to think about because we're at this point where trade deadline's coming up and are you adding pieces to just try to win right now this year or are you bringing in pieces with the idea of maybe we can keep them for this two, three-year window? You know, when they brought in Marcus Stroman a couple of years ago, I'm like, they're they're selling, yet somehow they've traded for Marcus Stroman. How did that happen? Well, because they plan not to bring back Zach Wheeler. So they had it in mind. So it's different now because you expect them to spend money. However, how much money are they going to spend? Um, and which is why a guy like Carlos Rodon, again, having a hell of a season in San Francisco, would I'd keep my eye on that, but I would not try to give away a blue chip, blue chip unless they could find some way to confirm some sort of extension prior to him uh, coming to New York. 